Welcome to our third round of Summer Shenanigans, as we continue our popular series, The Medfield College Film Society Presents. So to recap, each member of this society of ours picks their own content. There are only two stipulations. One, has to be available on a streaming platform somewhere. Second, it can't have had a major theatrical release. Ever. Uh, This opens the door to lesser-known specials and films that you may have forgotten about, but live on thanks to the internet. You're going to notice that the format is a little different from our feature film episodes, so in addition to being picked by our members, they will also be presented by said member. But first, allow me to introduce the members of our society, as is tradition. We're going to do this off-season, too. I mean, got to introduce everybody. Michael... My brother, Michael Crawford, how's it going? I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. You know, some days the laughs come forth, but not today. That's it's right. Coming, coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm here in, in my uh, ancestral homelands. That's right. You're halfway to Philly from Orlando. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, you know, watching the skies for, uh, you know, stray travelers. But, yeah, uh, loving it. Glad to be home. We should have had friends of a uh, friend of the other program, uh, Brian P. Miles, on to give us a little Philly background for this show. Oh, like. that's true. Give us the that's whole a, scoop. Yeah, he may have like scouted the boxing clubs where uh, <laughs> could be. Get the Golden Gloves. Came could on. be. <laughs> oh man, so much to get to. Uh, but first, let me go to the mountains of Western North Carolina, where I will be a citizen soon enough. Mister Andy Brown, Andy, yeah. How you doing tonight? <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm doing okay, Jeff. I I thought <laughs> I was done with this after season three, but now we're going to keep going through the summer, and I've got to keep watching this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you're in the Medfield College Film Society, and this is a Medfield College Film Society Presents, so in a way, you're presenting this to the world. Have you ever I thought just about can't. It that way? Uh, no, I haven't thought about it that way. So I appreciate you, you know, reframing it that way. Have you thought uh, about the fact that for your summer vacation, you actually get to do more of these than you usually do <laughs> during the year? You know, when I you know, joined you guys tonight, I wasn't in the greatest mood, and now talking, you know, you know, it's like a plane just kind of nosediving. <laughs> Looks like y'all get in, says yeah. Chuck. Oh man! So well, yeah, I'm I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he's present. We got to talk to the uh, ombudsman, the ahead of this scenario, uh, and also our presenter kicking off the summer series, Mister Robert McSwain, live from uh, from the Queen City. Robert, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm worried. I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I got a disgruntled society member here. <laughs> Yeah, um, sick society member, man. I, I, this has got to be better than Ollie Abdul's Haven of Bliss. That's all I got to say. I mean, well, I think got, that's safe be, to right? say. I think so. I would say so. We'll Maybe find that's out, not, I guess. not commenting, but <laughs> it just depends on what it is. Robert, what are we watching? I mean, we, yeah, what's going on here? Well, we are going into the world of Corey Matthews. And the 1990s sitcom, Boy Meets World. It's the 1990s and it's the golden age of sitcoms. 
with their nonsensical plots and vanilla attempts to tackle social issues. The American viewer can't get enough. The American Broadcasting Company had a stable full of them. Best place to showcase the best sitcoms on TV was the famous TGIF lineup that included Family Matters, Step by Step, oh. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yeah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, well. Sister Sister, mm. Perfect Strangers, yeah. Dinosaurs, oh. and how could we forget everyone's favorite, Baby Talk, starring Chachi himself, Scott Bayo. But for my money, there was one that sits atop the pile. Not the bomber! It it didn't get the recognition that Baby Talk got, but it had had a lot of heart. And most of all, it had lovable characters that, as a teen, I could relate to. That, of course, was Boy Meets World. A coming-of-age sitcom about a young boy, Corey Matthews, who's just trying to get by in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And during the 1990s sitcoms, they were lining up to take their production to Orlando for a week of shooting shows like Sabrina, the teenage witch Roseanne NBC's mm. blossom step-by-step Step, family matters and a show called full house, uh, worked, uh, some storyline into the show where everyone, including secondary characters somehow ended up at Walt Disney world and some strange semi-dramatic course of events would happen. And we'd be treated to a 24 minute Walt Disney world commercial. It was a win-win for everybody, right? What I mean, a that's weird a, phenomenon. It's a great idea, though. Yeah, but when you list all the different shows that did it, how weird is that? Yeah, I mean, Roseanne. Roseanne. we got to have, yeah, we gotta have the Disney. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So Boy Meets World was not immune to this for- formula. As our protagonist, his friend, and a host of secondary characters end up at Epcot, and hilarity ensues. Now, I will note that this particular episode did air after Disney purchased ABC. So there's a little bit of synergy there. It happened right after they purchased it. Um, so uh, Boy Meets World, I guess, was trying to kind of get get in with the Disney crowd. So I picked this episode mainly because this was one of my favorite guilty pleasure sitcoms of my late teens and early 20s. Now, let me state that this is a guilty pleasure for me, and I don't uh, defend it as a truly great sitcom, but I do find it lovably ridiculous in what it was and always felt like the producer, Michael Jacobs, uh, knew what he was doing and really leaned into the ridiculousness. I just, that Michael Jacobs uh, production company music is just etched in my, in my brain, you know? Of course. The man knew how to make a little production spot <laughs> mnemonic. <laughs> a little guard. So a side note, yeah. while I would... Uh, watched this show sporadically uh, during its early run. It wasn't until a trip to Disney world in 1998 with Jeff that I became a fan of the show. Jeff really was the one that kind of catapulted me into the uh, this show. <laughs> so Jeff and I went to Disney world post-graduation <laughs> and in the afternoons we'd come back from the parks and unwind at the resort. And Jeff really got me hooked and we'd watch <laughs> an episode in syndication on the family channels afternoon lineup every, every afternoon. Uh, so from May of 1998 on, I would watch it uh, whenever I could. And the episodes uh, always, this episode in particular always stood out to me, uh, which is the happiest show on earth is the episode I, for the night. I don't remember that being into it that early. That's funny that you should say that. I wonder wh- how I got into it. I, don't, um, I just remember we, we, we came back and like, you're like, oh, we got to watch this show. This is, this show's really, really dialed in. I was like, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. And then I started watching it and 
and, it, and, and they really lean into the ridiculousness and we'll see why what I'm talking about here. I think caught it on the family channel while you were waiting for 700 club to air. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I wonder if in time for 700 yeah. club kicks in. I remember watching it what on the, the Disney channel during the Zoog, the Zoog era, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It could have been the uh, Disney Channel when we were at Disney World. I remember watching the um, Family Channel. Yeah. I never saw this show when it was on ever and only ever saw it in uh, like the early aughts, like mid aughts, when it would air before Vault Disney at like midnight on the Disney right, Channel. Right. Like, yes. Like while you were waiting for like Zorro and like Wonderful World of <laughs> Disney and stuff, you would see a couple of episodes of this show. Andy, been awfully quiet over there. I watched this show for one reason. Well, the, the two reasons. <laughs> First of all, the only reason I ever watched it to be the only reason I would be on my TV would be because Robert would be watching it in our apartment in college. <laughs> <laughs> then the only reason I would stick around to watch it was because of Topanga. And I'm like, all right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> hey, being honest here, so. Yeah. This is a big Topanga hair episode. I, I can't believe it. Well, a lot of them episode. were. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe when I looked it up that, you know, Corey born a month after me, Topanga, you know, within a year of me. They always seem so young. Yeah. Since we were watching reruns. Yeah. yeah. I always thought of them as super young, but yeah, I guess was probably watching them 10 years after they were on or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, without further ado, let's dive in, shall we? Recently on Boy Meets World. Corey Matthews is just your everyday run-of-the-mill sixth grader trying to survive middle school. To help him on his quest is his ride-or-die, rough-around-the-edges best bud, Sean Hunter. Together they navigate the treacherous world of John Quincy Adams Middle School, Mr. Feeney's English class, and the greatest mystery of all, girls then something strange happens and they skip seventh and eighth grade and go straight to the ninth grade where mr feeney is now the principal Corey and sean are having all kinds of fun in the hall outside of one classroom as a limited faculty teach 12 students Corey just can't figure out this one girl called topanga will he or won't he ask her out the delicate dance continues through season two until finally in 10th grade and season three, Corey lands what every 10th grader wants, and that's a serious relationship. With Corey off the market, the girls are beating his door down now. At a party, one thing leads to another, and Corey is caught kissing another girl. Welcome to Splitsville, Corey Matthews. Population you. Being single isn't all bad for Corey, though as he's lining up dates left and right now, living the 10th grader's dream. Did they really skip two grades? Yeah, they just, because <laughs> I, I, I was like looking at it and like going to well, season three, they're in the 10th grade. How, like when did this, how great were they when they started? I was, and they were in the sixth grade and they said that was just a, a, one of the continuity errors of the show was they, I guess. What a many, what a many. Love how back continuity. in the day shows just did not care. They'd be like, oh, yep, now they're in high school. I was going to say that Boy Meets World, you know, there's like a big uh, continuity era between Good Morning, Miss Bliss and Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yes. It's like a yes. schism. But but Boy Meets World has like four of those. 
at least. Yeah. Kind of, and then and it's not like, really. It, it doesn't have the it. excuse. Like yeah. Miss yeah. Bliss, at least you've got the excuse. It's like the multiverse right. of of Bayside or whatever. But this is yeah. It's just like they don't. Well, some of my they, favorite. Whatever. Before we really get into it, some of my favorite continuity errors of this show was the the one where Corey's sister comes down from upstairs. And they hadn't seen her yeah. for like a whole year. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, and he's like, where have you been? She's like, I've been upstairs. And she's like, for a year? He's like, yeah. And, he, and she, he's like, you look different because it was a different actress. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's what a year will do to you. And she just leaves. Like, walks wow. That's a really great moment. They were really ahead of the curve. I, did, I will say, in, in defense of Boy Meets World, of like pointing that stuff out. It was before like a lot of things did that. You know, it, yeah. it was avant-garde in that way. And then there, I think it was the, when they graduated high school, Minkus walks out yeah. from, behind, like, from like the back door and like they, that no one ever came through and uh, in, in the hallway. And they said, Hey, Minkus, where are you been? He's like, I've been in that back hall the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, that's... Never been over this side of the school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so yeah, at least they, they just, were aware of. They were aware. Oh, they were yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, does anyone have a problem with the ep- title of this episode? The happiest show. Oh, on absolutely, Earth. absolutely. Uh, yeah, Thanks. and it, it, there's a there's a current. gap in the episode too, reflecting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. It's a, it's well, a current yeah current events. You know the, uh, I think the head honcho or one of the other people in the company just made this same mistake. Yeah, yeah. There's nice. uh, somebody I know uh, who works for the company who's very militant on this topic and uh it's a it's a it's a you know a red letter uh trigger for them about this this, this, <laughs> this is going over my head talking about oh you know <laughs> what we're talking about the happiest show a hap- the happiest place on earth where, where's the happiest place on earth andy well disney world oh oh no Oh, or no. Disney, Disneyland, Disney ah, whatever yeah oh Disneyland oh, no. okay, there you go you got it there you go so Disney World is the most magical place on earth. My wife is going to wow. Disneyland next week. Uh and she keeps going saying Disney World. I'm like, um, I just gotta it's Disneyland. It's just, yeah. You just gotta know that it's <laughs> Disney. It's not Disney World. She's like, whatever. And I'm like, it's no, actually don't kind whatever of a big people deal. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't call it I Disney World love. out there. You're gonna make them very upset. Those people yeah, are really the- salty. Oh, yeah. I wore a Disney World they shirt in Disneyland, and they and they and they were getting getting on me about it. <laughs> what are you doing with that hat on? <laughs> this is great. Get out of here! Exa- I know exactly That's what I'm going to do. My brother's now. chair. <laughs> you wear right. like an Epcot shirt to Disneyland, they'll be like, "What? Disney never walked in Epcot. <laughs> this is <laughs> why Walt Disney walked. He never saw that park. <laughs> Suckers, get out of here." F- in Burbank and <laughs> Anaheim. <laughs> we we thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing I did notice funny about like branding on this episode is of all the well, first, all the thing the only thing I could think of throughout the entire thing was how many things like legal and branding would never let them get away with the oh, now to show absolutely. in a TV show. Absolutely. But the one thing they nailed was, man, every time they mentioned it, it was Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just here at Walt Disney World. And we're going to Walt Disney World. So they I didn't nailed pick up that. On that. That's true. Yeah. 
But we're yeah. going to get into all this in a second. So let's get started. Let's dive in. The show's opening credits sequence can only be described as someone having fun with a color wheel in a video toaster edit bay with generic music yeah, playing. Man, video toaster, delicious. The shows that have really brief opening credits are ones that are generally established. So bravo to Boy Meets World for feeling that they can have that kind of confidence to do a really quick opening credit sequence. It lasted maybe 10 seconds. Man, there's like describes. a lot of... A lot of different eras to match the uh, continuity errors. A lot of different eras of the the credits. Um, there's like the the initial credits are like Corey playing baseball. Oh, yeah, it goes along. It scans with the show, but they had that whole theme like that. Yeah, they had that crazy <laughs> music. It's right, and like it's the, like uh, kind of carousel almost. Yeah. Um, then this era, then they had that when this boy meets world. Oh, yeah, that's yes. the one that I remember. World. That's what and I remember from this like road uh, that we call life. Zoo Disney era. Yeah. It's like the, the gin blossoms. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. The show opens with Corey dancing with a redheaded girl at his favorite hangout, Chubby's where Corey's date, Kristen, is eating up his dorky vibe. I got to ask a question real quick. quick. Would you rather hang out at the Max or Chubby's? And I'm going Chubby's. I got to go Chubby's all the way. It's got got like that that rumpus room vibe going on. It's it's Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Okay. I thought the girl uh, was this girl. Bryce. Never mind. Uh, No, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. At first, no. That's uh, that's actress Hillary Tuck, uh, who's making her third and final appearance on Boy Meets World. She also played Samantha and Sarah in season one and two. So, hmm. she uh, also was uh, the Zalitsky daughter in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Hey, I recognized her from. All right, so she's a Zalitsky. Uh, the so, whole Corey Matthews ladies man thing is super gross to me. BT well, dubs. That's also very <laughs> implausible, right? It is the most wish fulfillment by a mid, uh, like 30 something writer ever to be. <laughs> it's like, okay, you were Corey Matthews in real life and you are doing some wish fulfillment uh, fan fiction of yourself right here. Right. Because it is highly implausible. <sighs> Very implausible. So you don't find it plausible that a 10th grader has got a date every single night of the week? You don't, you're so dreamy. You've got a date every night. The smooching. All, his smooch tactics have been revealed to the world. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's like they make so much hay about him being like awkward for all of the rest of the show. Yes. Before and after, uh, except for this one moment. So it's it's a big pivot. It's like you're the dorky everyman who is also like the maximum Lothario of like high school. <laughs> it does not make sense. And your boy, so, your best friend, who is actually that character, is yes! just like letting it happen. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hunt. Uh, I was going to say Ryder Strong, um, but uh, Sean Hunter uh, is yeah the ladies' man on campus and. But now Corey seems to have taken that role. So the recap, he's single. Him and Topanga are Splitsville. And uh, Corey's burning the candle at both ends, going on dates every night. He's got time. Made time for Kristen here. 
And uh, so Corey smoothly says he's got all the, all he went out with all those other girls so that he could make time for a fetching girl like Kristen. And uh, she is really, she is eating it up. He is shoveling it on thick and she is really uh, gobbling it up. Uh, and I'm you, getting a, you may have already covered this though. Why, why did he and Topanga break up? So in our recently on boy meets world, we find out that uh, he went to a makeout party and uh, uh, had it's a, all in the, uh, yeah. All in the preamble, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he smooched a girl <laughs> at a makeout party by accident. And then oh, was like, accident. you know, that's right. Yeah. Well, these things happen. Let me uh, just say this too. This whole episode is a damning indictment of the patriarchy. Yes, it is. Boy, it is toxic masculinity on parade. It's like, no wonder everybody's messed up coming out of the 90s, man. This is what they've been shoveling into people's brains. It's it's not good, boys. So, because I was going to say pink sludge and watch this. I was going to say, so he, so he kissed another girl and that's why they split and yeah, <laughs> as if yeah. that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's kissing Kristen here and who's given off kind of Elizabeth vibe. I thought. At time. <laughs> oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. A redheaded Elizabeth vibe. Oh so boy. Oh, shoot boy. the dolphin, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot the dolphin, Corey. All right, we can, we'll, get to, <laughs> we'll get to the dolphins here in a second. Elizabeth, so, man. <laughs> when uh when he's done smooching with uh with uh, with Kristen uh after she as we pointed out that he likes to flip his uh his french fry before he lays it on thick and everybody knows that's his move um, it's a funny move by the way <laughs> flip it's, your like, <laughs> it's like the french fry version of like stabbing a knife between your fingers yeah. like putting your hand on the table and stabbing a knife between your fingers well, I thought it was like uh, like, like the gangsters who have like the quarter that's what I, their yes. Arms. yeah that's what I, yes <laughs> But with a French fry, like a floppy French, with a fry. French fry. <laughs> so a greasy French fry, but basket of greasy chubby French fries. Uh, he's he's getting getting his smooch on with Kristen, and when he's done, he calls her Topanga and ruins the moment. We get a nice saxophone stinger and lets us know that the, <laughs> we're changing scenes as Sean is laughing at Corey's misfortune. Uh, Corey thought he could just be friends with Topanga like he is with Sean, but he still wants to hug her and hold her and kiss her. And he didn't want to do any of that stuff with Sean. So it's just not working. Mm. I like, they didn't like, I don't know. They didn't like make a big, have Sean be like, ew, or something, you know, it was just kind of, Sean's like, yeah, okay. That's Sean true. should have been like, yeah, man, I, 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 I made out with her last week. You know, like he's getting his, you know, yeah. sick. And- like I'm actually the ladies man of the school. <laughs> Not You're riding my dweeb. coattails, Corey. Yeah. So Mr. Turner and his mullet stroll in. Can we uh, talk about class. Mr. Turner for a second? Yes. He's really cool. He drives a motorcycle. Remember all the it's, Mr. It's, Turner stuff right. that happened in this show? They really like yeah. leaned into Mr. Turner pretty hard. He almost dies and then like he doesn't die and then he just disappears. They he didn't vanishes. bring him back. Yeah, he's <laughs> he another <vanishes>. like he <laughs> was murdered by continuity that's right. another uh father figure to sean that just you know poof didn't, gone didn't pan i out was here. gonna ask didn't he like adopt him or took him in yeah as Sean's dad, his place uh, and yeah his dad like, I just was realized the now guy from home improvement like oh, Sean, oh, he's the guy from, uh, from the water boy the water boy uh, <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Yoto. That frog man guy. Frog voice guy. I, I realize you now see that the like, boy, Andy. Yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the frog guy? <laughs> yeah. Farmer okay. Fran. No, no. Are you the talking about like, Oh yeah. The assistant coach was like, <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, he was a boy. He was there. Oh, I, yeah, he was I Sean's dad. I realized that like watching this show out of order in like for a half hour before Zaro every night combined with the lack of continuity in the show really, really makes me have no grasp of what ever happened in this show. Like it's, the arc. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, the only thing that matters is like, uh, like four characters. Really? It's like I think what- Feeney, Sean, Corey, Topanga, right? That's, that's the through line. Everything else is expendable. Even the parents become expendable in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see them at all. Well, I think that's what Michael was saying. It's like this makes this show so ridiculous is you could jump into it at any point in any season, and you're you're really not going to miss anything. It's, it's just like yeah. completely com- different everything. Yeah, yeah. It is, Each it's, week was it's, it's a, a multiverse, whole, a totally different world. It's, it is it's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like and the Doctor principle, Who. the pr- the principle. He was the voice of Knight Rider card of oh, Kit, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Also in the graduate, I William Daniels. Also, yeah. Also, I just wonder if the reason their school was John Adams is because he was John Adams in seventeen seventy. That's right. That's right. That, hmm. that just occurred to me. <laughs> so still, alive. hey man, I'm not going to have anything bad about Mr. Feeney be, be said on this podcast. Oh, just the great William Daniels, man. He was, he yeah, was, he is, the, he is the greatest, a real lifeline to the show. I don't know how he got involved in it, but uh, he seemed to enjoy it, and I enjoyed watching him. So, back to our episode here. Mr. Turner and his mullet have strolled into class, and uh, he announces that the winners of the big essay he had them write at the beginning of the year on, I believe, environmentalism. Uh, <laughs> Get, are going to get a trip to Walt Disney World in Orlando. Naturally. I can't believe the they didn't are... say that it's like the environmentality, you know, contest. Yeah. They're like throwing environmentality <laughs> into that. Uh-huh. And the winners are Kristen, Ronnie Lips Waterman. Oh, yeah. Lord. How many Casanovas are there in this place? <laughs> this guy came from a whole nother show entirely. Oh, this yeah. Guy. Well, this guy, this era, guy here came from a show in the future. Waterman or lips shrugly sh- shrugs off the, the, he's going to Disney world. He's just like, man, eh, whatever. And he goes back to making time with the girl behind him. Uh, that's portrayed by Andrew Keegan, who also came out of the TGI central casting office and appeared in step-by-step Sabrina, the teenage witch, and also on another show called full house. Hmm. Um, he looks like he should have been like the Italian exchange student or something. <laughs> He's just got Euro trash written all. <laughs> when he it. showed up on screen, my wife was watching this with me, and she's like, "Oh, I remember that guy." Like, oh, like, okay, yeah. All right. So all apparently, right. this guy. So was, we uh, begin to understand. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> there, he had a following amongst a certain population all right. of all right. young girls. With with lips putting the moves on Kristen in Orlando, Corey is happy that he can now put the moves on Topanga, but. Mr. Turner announces that Topanga was the last winner, which gets lips to drop the floozy behind him and applaud Topanga. And we get a classic Corey one-liner. I hate my life. I, I mean, this, I mean, I'm not going to really 
dissect every plot point of Boy Meets World, but they really make some quick hay out of the, like, Corey has, like, and a couple of days to make it up to Topanga to get back with her. Oh, she's going to Disney World. Dang. This is going to be terrible. It's like, oh, can he just gone. wait till she comes back? Well, she's got lips. Lips is going with her. He can't. Yeah. He's got to act for lips puts the moves on her. Lips doesn't seem that interested in her at the moment. But I mean, well, I he, guess. He, he, he turned around and applauded when she when he found out she was going. <clears throat> or he has insecurity problems. Is, yeah. Is, all right, so let's recap. Corey messes up, causing him to and Topanga to break up. Instead of wallowing in self-pity, he's out playing the scene and being somewhat successful at it. Hypocrite. But uh, he wants to be with, the, uh, with one girl, and he can't, and he hates his life. <laughs> so <laughs> We fade up from Black, and Lips and Topanga are on Dumbo Ride. And it's at the old location by the carousel. Topanga is worried that her hair might get caught in the ride. Lip says, your hair is safe, but your lips are in danger. And we get an awkward first person Topanga shot as Lips moves in to lay one on the camera. Uh, the scene is cut to the sound of Corey screaming and, uh, and it was all a nightmare. It's bad, 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 bad stuff. I thought they had cut to like them being at Disney World. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Why are we wasting fast. no time here? So I, I, I put this in my notes later, but I'll get into it now. Like, I can't watch this stuff, especially like when they're on locations like this without like my producer brain, my video producer brain kicking in. And like the logistics of having to shoot on a moving Dumbo ride and like how yeah. do they get a camera on there? Because they weren't shooting with little tiny cameras back then. I mean, they had to have a big old rig hooked onto the side of that Dumbo that. Strap it on there, boys. That's why they got the Disney MGM Studios theme park there. That's right, man. True, yeah. So they they know how to. We'll get a. We'll get you a camera on that Dumbo. Don't worry. We can get a camera on any ride here. I'll tell you that. That's right. (laughs) And have some awkward tourists standing in the background watching. Yeah. Uh, What? When was this film? Ninety five. Ninety six. Oh man! Just three years later, I was. I was pushing that button, man. I was talking through that loudspeaker right there. Mm. Felt like it's a long time. They didn't go to. They didn't. Go, they don't go to studios in this episode. That's odd. It's really Epcot centric. It's just, yeah. yeah, it really is. I need to go back and look. I, I didn't research this en- enough, but to see if each episode focused on a different theme park. Mm. I think. I think it's interesting. I know Roseanne was a lot at Magic Kingdom. I've seen that one before. It's pretty interesting, but. Uh, I think a lot of them do the thing that we always nicked Muppets go to Disney World for, uh, which is they just like go from park to park and don't say anything about it. And as a former guest relations person, you know, having everybody come in and be like, where's Tower of Terror? You're like, oh, it's at another park. What do you mean? I thought it was at Disney World. It's like, well, it's not. It is. But this, I like, it just seems like they're, they're doing. Uh, I mean, I guess they don't care about like, yeah, they probably don't care. Like the people, when I had the friendships that would go to the hotels from Epcot and people would come and yell at us because the they wanted to get back to their car at the Magic Kingdom and we wouldn't, well, why won't this go to the contemporary? <laughs> well, but that's how we got here. Like, well, that no. boat will get you there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, at like one mile an hour and we'll get you there tomorrow morning. <laughs> So as the nightmare ends, 
and Corey wakes up. We get our first scene with Corey's lovable doofus brother, Eric, who asks if Corey is having that nightmare again where he's kidnapped by figure skaters where he's forced to do compulsories against his will, which is a little dark for TGIF here, I think. I I will jump in here and say this is the rare uh, Eric and Corey latter-day bedroom uh, shot. I feel like this is way late in the game for that. This is shades of season one and two here. Yeah. Sports, uh, sports room. But I, yeah. I liked Eric. Hey, oh, I love it. Immediately. I was like, okay. Cause I don't remember this show at all. The last time I watched what? it, I was in college. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I was like, oh yeah, this guy's funny. And so I related to Eric. He really, he really like takes it. They, they all like their acting just goes through the roof in like the last three seasons. Like they're just, they're just throwing everything against the wall and, and, and he gets really uh, out there. Yeah. I was going to say though, I'm a Picasso mode. I was (laughs) going to mention earlier that I'm, I am a huge Will Friedle fan in this, in this, uh, from what I've seen of this show and the, uh, Will Friedle, uh, Mr. Feeney, Dyad is my favorite like pairing yeah, in the yeah, entire yeah. show. Yes. Of, That's what uh, I was going to say. Like, there's this one scene where he's like, where he always would say uh, Feeny in like this weird voice. Feeny. You go, Feeny. And, <laughs> and uh, he would, in this one scene, he like, he just went for it. Like, he just like did like this ridiculous Feeny introduction. And I'm just sitting there going, man, he's, they just, they just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're like loving it. Yeah, I love him. him Yeah, Yeah. So Corey confides in his brother, who interrupts that he knows Corey wants to get back uh, with Topanga, and turns on a lamp to reveal a large Topanga poster over Corey's bed. That's weird. Eric tells Corey he needs to go to Florida immediately to win her back. This is like, yeah, some of the surreal Boy Meets World isms. Uh, Yeah, this is a giant Topanga poster. He's wearing a hockey jersey to sleep in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like the beginning of Boy Meets World. Like, yeah, I always have some sort of like yeah, it's Philadelphia like a, sleeps in a Phillies jersey. Then it's a Flyers jersey, whatever. Hmm. He'd love gritty. They're in Philadelphia, you know. <laughs> gritty. <laughs> the next day at school, Corey tells Eric he's heading to Florida, and Eric is going to cover for him with a Corey dummy he's made. Uh, we get a bad prop gag with Sean thinking it's Corey and that's that Corey, uh, Eric. Well, I mean, Eric, I think we should Eric, talk about it a little bit more than that. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, they, uh, Sean is acting like, yeah, he thinks it's really Corey and it's clearly not. I mean, it's like, it's painfully not. Yeah. Gives him like a little high five, but I love how Eric makes the dummy do a high five. Yeah, to like he like has him do a little high five there, right? So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, to be, con- to be continued. Eric exits stage left, and Sean and has plane tickets uh, to go to Florida from his uncle that's in the gaming industry, quote unquote. A running gag that Sean's family's mobbed up. So Corey decides to do the uh, reasonable thing and tell Topanga how he feels in a last ditch effort. Uh, not to have to go to Florida and win her back. Topanga isn't buying it though, and the new Corey, who kisses girls all the time, can't be trusted. Christ. Corey fires back that 
He was with all those girls because he didn't like being alone. But at the end of the day, he was still alone because he wasn't with her. I mean, why would he think that she would? There needs to be a little bit more time uh, to explain himself in a mm-hmm. real world situation. Well, that's the thing is all every time he like tries to explain to her that the redhead girl is always there and something is like, wah, wah, and it goes to commercial. <laughs> I was like, in real life, you have to keep standing there. So it's like, you know, you don't cut to commercial and black out. So like in real life, you'd have to be like, Oh, actually, this is what I'm talking about. This is well, what I mean. It, and this scene here, Mr. Turner breaks, Mr. Turner's mullet breaks the tension with uh, a large trunk. Uh, and Topanga says, oh, that's my hair products because women be doing their hair, right? Right, right, uh, right. All that and hair. That's what, and, and in walks Kristen and says she's going to make this thing work for them between her and Corey when she gets back and lays one on Corey right in front of Topanga. So we get the womp womp moment. Now Topanga sees Corey's future where he's wearing a robe and slippers and smoking a pipe because he's a playboy now. And then we fade to commercial. You just move in? Yeah. Nice shot. I was all conference back home. Hey, you thirsty? Sure. Hey, Mom, this is... Uh, Ellie, hi. How you doing? Want some soda, OJ, purple stuff, Sunny D? Sunny D's great. <sighs> Good stuff, too. Can I try one? Off state last year. See ya. More Sunny Delight? Goes great with humble pie. Sunny Delight. The good stuff kids go for. How can I be a worthy mother when all I want is my children's cereal? Kellogg's Frosted Flakes just for kids? Brave adults say no. My wife said she'd do anything to help. I told her to get me a spoon. Now more than ever, these adults are stepping forward to admit they love that sweet, delicious crunch. My passion finally led to a marriage of convenience. He's a milkman. Come on, give in. Frosted Flakes have the taste adults have grown to love. They're great! When covering all the news in the Carolinas, it's not only what you cover, but also what you uncover. Eyewitness News has the team of reporters who stays on top of local breaking news, who has the experience to cover major news of the day. A team that always brings you more details. Because when you want the best coverage of breaking news, it's not only what you cover, but what you uncover. Channel 9 Eyewitness News, covering the Carolinas. Can we talk about, um, is it Sean? Sean's vest that he's wearing? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the whole wardrobe department for this show is really, there's, there's something. There's something else. I mean, yeah, it's like a flowers on the front, then this like t- tan beige on the back. Yeah, that, he's like a floral yeah. cowboy, like <laughs> floral cowboy. <laughs> like he's like going to the rodeo cowboy. in a quilt. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that's an interesting choice. So we fade up to 1996 Epcot in all its oh. glory, with horizons oh, and world of motion heart. buildings still there. Mm. My heart. This I yeah, mean, this Michael, episode affected me in many ways. Nothing to ha- do <laughs> with the actual plot characters, <laughs> anything where there were people on screen, but like the ambiance of uh, mid nineties Epcot. It still it, could, it still could be saved at this point. They could still save it. Yeah. 
we crossfade to the Magic Kingdom so people who don't know what Epcot looks like will have some frame of reference. <laughs> and then it's back to Epcot as the monorail goes by and we pan over to the Living Seas. Whoop, 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 whoop. Look, everybody, it's the Magic Kingdom. It's Disney World. Oh, okay. Uh, still wearing the same clothes from earlier that day, Topanga, Lips, and company are walking backstage where Heidi, the tool time girl, is moonlighting as a marine biologist. And why did she have to be so, like, modely? I mean, it's I like, like just be a regular person. Why is everybody who works at Living Sea supposed to be hot? That was so weird. <laughs> it's it's so like, here's arbitrary. your sexy dolphin attendant lady. Mine, mine, <laughs> mine, mine. I also love that they play like the like the tank backstage area somewhere like tours just can like amble around and uh, yes, there's a lot of that strolling like, around backstage. Of, yeah. <laughs> the so, Michael, let me area. ask you while we're while we're on that topic. So, yeah. is I mean walking around backstage is, I mean, is that just easy, that easy to do? Or uh, are you not allowed to disclose that information? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. People will be like, hi, where's your ID? Where's your this and your that? And I would imagine, especially because, I mean, I've never been in like that area of the seas. I mean, to get in like to the animal area is not something that they can just like, oh, this is, <laughs> we we've, I mean, we'll get to it. We've checked everywhere, but here it is. Uh, we just open up this door. I'm sure it's very difficult to get in, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 9-11 changed everything. That's <laughs> true. Uh, even for so, the dolphins, yeah. Uh, they have to keep people out because everyone's so sexy there. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> be trying to, to get in. hide somewhere. <laughs> About that time, Corey and Sean roll up at Epcot, bags in hand. I assume Sean's uncle got them the sweet park park hopper tip passes for the week yeah. uh, because they just somehow they got into Epcot. Got to be a super duper pass, probably. Sean announces they made it to the happiest place on earth. <laughs> so, despite the flight being a cargo plane, another out of touch, cringeworthy line for Disney World fans. So happiest place on earth. I thought you were about the cargo plane. Yeah. <laughs> too soon as as Corey turns his back to the camera and laments that they'll never find Topanga the thing you see all over Disney World parks a golf cart rolls by with Topanga <laughs> on board like just pointing at stuff yeah. oh look yeah. at that like no, a she's pointing like golf a like cart a, it's like a yeah. super stretch well, they're out there at the front of the uh, at the graveyard there in front of them um, pre graveyard though pre graveyard yes yeah. pre pre graveyard <laughs> Because yeah, I don't like it. She was pointing at the at the turnstiles. I guess I don't know what she was pointing. Just the at. back walls of the yeah yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> Over there's the pet care center. Back at school, Eric's scheme of putting a dummy in all of Corey's classes is working like a charm until a wise, insightful Mister Feeney wa- wants to know what Eric is doing, stuffing his brother in his locker. Uh, Mr. Feeney turns to answer a question while Eric tosses the dummy out of the locker, which lands him in detention for some reason. That's all we get out of that one. That's again, uh, it's the thing about the people thinking the dummy is real when it's clearly fake. And now they're bringing Mr. Feeney into it. Even right. Mr. Feeney is duped. Back at Disney, we get a long line gag as Corey is frustrated. They've been standing in line for over a half hour for a ride that Topanga might not even be on. Sean says, who said anything about ride? And grabs a churro. Yeah. Eh, hold for laughter. 
at that uh, at the Living Seas backstage area, Heidi is talking about talking to dolphins, and she went to school to find out we don't talk dolphin talk, but we understand their emotions, like how miserable they are living in a tank. Amber, a new one, is extra miserable because she was taken from her mate after they found her beached. It gets dark, man. It's getting yeah, dark. Not really. So Corey and Sean just happened to stumble into the backstage area, and lo and behold, find a panga. What I mean, are the chances? I just imagine them going into like the sign shop behind the Japan Pavilion and just like <laughs> electrical rooms and like the rooms where like all the computers are for things back then and just one by one touring the facilities. So as Corey monologues about his love for Topanga, up walks Kristen, the real tragic figure of all of this. She thinks Corey is professing his undying love for her and once again jumps on Corey and gives him a quick a forced kiss in front of Topanga. The next morning at Splash Mountain, Corey and Sean are breaking all kinds of laws by sleeping in a ride vehicle, a.k.a. a log. Of all the places to sleep. I mean, literally anywhere would be better than that. Uh, Michael, you... you you transition nicely into my next question, my next cold question. So let's just open the floor up to our Disney experts here and uh, put aside the absurdity of what this was <laughs> and what would be some better options to catch a few winks at Disney property without trespassing to this level. I got one. I got one. Okay. The, the grass. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. Uh, yeah. You go to Fort Wilderness, man. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'd go to Fort Wilderness would be my first At this time, just go to Fiesta Fun Center and find a quiet corner and uh, where they're not looking and uh, just curl up. Shoot. Uh, you know, back in the day, you could go to the far end of the beach at the Polynesian. You could probably sleep out there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Literally anywhere, probably, besides there where they went. Yeah. So a side note, um, we were at Epcot for the Millennium in 1999 on the 31st of December. And we got there like at, at rope drop and we were there until one in the morning. And like at three in the afternoon, like the whole park just took a nap. It was, mm -hmm. it was, it was the only time I've ever seen Epcot at capacity. And they shut the doors into Epcot around three in the afternoon. And then like people were like climbing over those, like they have those, those railings around the grassy areas, like uh, mm -hmm. in, in tomorrow and future world people were just climbing over the railings and just like curling up in the grass and sleeping everywhere. Like it was, <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> Mass hysteria strikes and there's nothing they could do about it. Everybody falls asleep. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the two discussed the logistics of, of, uh, sweeping Topi as Corey calls her, which I've never heard him refer to Topanga as Topi before. Yeah, he wants weird. to sweep Topi off of her feet. Uh, but first, Corey needs to get clean and fresh. But where are we going to find a shower on Splash Mountain? Uh, uh. The ride vehicle lurches forward and immediately goes over the drop. So they were sleeping at the top of the falls? No, they were sleeping in the... <laughs> they are sleeping in the load area, but went through a time vortex area. that somehow got them off the top of the falls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. There's this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that. I thought this is, this is, this is going to make some people upset. <laughs> in the society. It's just, why is it necessary? 
It's not like you know, I mean, it felt like like people who didn't who had probably never been to Disney World or at least didn't have a, a gra- really strong grasp were like, where are we going to let them sleep? Well, we need to get a ride in here somewhere. Yeah. What's a fun yeah, ride? Yeah, well, they wanted, it's like, oh, let's show there are thrills for teens because the teens will be watching. So we got to show a thrill ride. Well, what's our newest thrill ride? Splash Mountain. So I'm surprised they didn't have them sleeping on like the Tower of Terror. That would have been the play, right? But they yeah. had the no studios embargo uh, going on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they could be like, we're going to stay. We need to find a hotel. Let's a stay hotel, at this hotel. Exactly. Yep. And have that like guy that's always in the videos, that weird dude. They need the the, uh, security officer to make an appearance. I wanted from uh, Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World. (laughs) There's 2,700 acres of land out there. There's nowhere to sleep. Oh, get off that splash mountain. What's wrong with you? With some fresh white tees and unbuttoned collared shirts, the two set off to find Topanga again in a nice montage as they ask Beast outside of Tomorrowland, Goofy dressed as a patriot outside of the American Adventure, then onto the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway, as it was called at the time, mm. where Corey chases Topanga and Lips in a car, and then at Morocco, Topanga and Lips bump into <sighs> Aladdin. Oh, wait, it's, oh, it's Corey. Yay. So upsetting. Very a short walk later, Topanga and Lips are getting their portrait made outside of France. Who's the talented artist? Oh, wait, it's Corey again. Which, for some reason, th- these were all horrifying me and incredibly annoying. But for some reason, the portrait thing made me laugh because the portrait is, like, incredibly good. And yes. it's just really dumb. Really, really dumb. And I was like, okay, I'll give you that. That's really dumb. Finally, inside the Coral Reef restaurant, Lips is really putting the moves on Topanga, who's had enough. She's had enough of guys chasing her. She stands up to storm out, only to see what appears to actually be Ben Savage diving in the tank with a sign that reads, I will chase you forever. Boo! Gross! As she leaves, Sean slides in, pointing out that Corey loves her and that the tank's uh, uh, sign routine was his idea to which Topanga tosses a glass of water in his face. I love how he doesn't really have anything to do except just kind of hang around. Be like, yeah. no, nah, he just kind of loves you. I'm just like watching. I'm <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> eating, eating churros. Yeah. Well, he got the best end of the deal for sure. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Outside the Living Seas, Corey finally confronts Topanga. As the water effect, the Living Seas sign continues to splash, making the sound crew really happy. <laughs> Another- <laughs> That's all I could think about. It's like, yeah, how did they not turn that off? Uh, yeah, the, the whoever was running the boom <sighs> mic was really having a fun night, uh, let me tell you. As they argue about the relationship, Topanga snaps that every time she turns around, he's with another girl. Corey turns around, and there's Kristen. Womp, womp, Poor, poor, desperate Kristen. Never saw that coming. Although you could see it coming because literally you could see her hand off camera to the right. (laughs) Did you notice that when they were set up? You could see just the part of her hand like kind of twitching off camera. And uh, it's like, she's behind me, isn't she? Corey ends up at the Dolphin backstage area sporting his signature V-neck sweater look where (laughs) Stacey Keenan from Step by Step and My Two Dads is just hanging out backstage. Okay, I was going to ask, who is this person? What is this? This was so confusing to me. 
So this raises my question. So I went back and looked and step-by-step step was shooting their Disney World episode the same week that Boy Meets World was shooting theirs. So it's like, they're like, oh, we need somebody for this scene. Or they maybe they wrote it on, on the fly because it felt really awkward, the whole scene. It was so, it was like, okay, so... First, I'm like, oh, here's another hot cast member. That's weird. But then she's like, no, I don't work here. I just like was with a tour group, but decide I come here all the time, but then just decided like hang back from my group and feed the dolphin, which no, which uh, another thing they would never let them portray on TV today. But then like she was portrayed as like, Almost like a, like I expected like at the end for it to be revealed like she was a mermaid or something because it was, <laughs> it was like the Woody Ghost Girl in the spe, in the special yes. where Woody went yes. to uh, Disneyland and uh, it was like the the mermaid mermaid girl teaching him a valuable I expected him to like turn around at the end to say goodbye and you'd see a tail like flip in the water like going away and it'd be, <gasps> it was so strange. Uh, what they could have done was that ma- make her Tinkerbell, and she could have talked about how much she loved Peter Pan, and that would have been very deep and very <laughs> touching. But they didn't. There you go. See, Andy, you <laughs> say I love I him so it. much, and then I try to murder anyone who gets in my way. <laughs> That's true. <right. laughs> yeah. So, it, a side note. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, I was just going to say I had no idea who this was was or was supposed to be. It was so confused. So Stacey Keenan, like I said, who was in Step by Step and My Two Dads, she is now a district attorney in L.A. (laughs) Whoa. Hey, now. And she's also a law professor, teaches law. Yeah. (laughs) So Amber the Dolphin is still feeling blue. So so the recap, Corey's backstage now with with this attractive blonde. Um, She's just hanging around backstage because that's what you do at Disney World. You slip in the backstage tours which are common and just hang out. So Amber, the dolphin still feeling the blues from being captured and stuck in a tank and all, uh, Corey scoffs. So what? It's just an animal. Uh, the blonde girl sco- uh, scolds oh, the insensitive Corey. Corey for trivializing Amber's depression, making him apologize. The insightful blonde says, if there's one thing she's learned from hanging out the living seas for the past hour is that <laughs> animals are like people. They have real emotions. So just like if someone were to kidnap me and stick me in a room away from my family and friends, I'd feel depressed like Amber. So <laughs> they get really that with deep some degree on this. Yeah. Confidence. <laughs> yeah. Really like a, a moment of Zen for everyone involved. Try to uh, freaking think like a dolphin for a second. People come on. <laughs> a dolphin would never wear that sweater. Corey, put yourself in its <laughs> flipper. <laughs> Yeah. Dolphin uh, doesn't blonde, have like a hundred dollars to spend on pajamas, Corey. <laughs> uh, the blonde leaves, and Corey connects with the tortured dolphin <laughs> who just wants to go home. As Corey monologues about how special Topanga is, always about you, Corey. Always. As he leaves and walks right by Topanga and doesn't notice her, <laughs> her she was standing there powers. listening. She was standing there listening to it, listening to all of it. Amber, who's uh, moved by Corey's heart, uh, earnestness, gives Topanga an approval, approving nod, and Topanga chases after Corey. Oh, jeez. 
outside of the fountain of nations. I know how that dolphin feels because I'm watching this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, want, I want this show to end. <laughs> Just like a dolphin wants out of that tank. <laughs> Did you stop eating when you, yeah. when you were watching? <laughs> like, I've lost my food. <laughs> so outside the Fountain of Nations, another challenging shooting location, uh, Topanga realizes that she still loves Corey and all his desperate moves prove it. Finally, they get back together at no. Disney World at Epcot. Yeah. At the Fountain of Nations, no less. On the performance stage where no one would be allowed to stand. But that's rule okay. breakers, that's man. Rule breakers. Yeah. Never prosper. The lighting, the lighting was amazing on the on the on the performance stage there. Mm-hmm. I might add. Uh, the camera pulls out as the two kiss and the fountains burst to life, and we fade to black. But wait, there's a credit tag scene. Corey's parents are not happy. He ran away for two days and is grounded for a month. Corey's little sister, Morgan, now played by a new actress with a foul mouth, interrupts <laughs> that she got in more trouble for saying something bleepity bleep 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 uh, to the shock of everybody. Shock this of was me. a running. This that was, was the, like the only real laugh that I got out of the entire episode because I did not see that. That is like from like 15 year later sitcom joke. I feel like that did not seem like an of this era sitcom joke to me. And well, that was a uh, running gag for that for, for Morgan, the new Morgan. The old oh, Morgan really? was was kind of prissy. The new Morgan had a foul mouth like a sailor, and she was always like getting bleeped, <laughs> like throughout what? the whole series. Like there's one episode where <laughs> where they get married, where Corey and Topanga get married. Like they're um spoiler. Uh, they're they're wearing um these horrible, horrible, um, bridesmaids dresses. And, and Morgan goes, I wouldn't wear this. I wouldn't take this dress and wipe my, <laughs> did they bleep it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Or, or no, I think it was, um, somebody covers her mouth up so she can't say it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is there a super cut of all these together? There, I hope so. I'm going to go look at super cut. <laughs> um, but Morgan thinks that what he did for Topanga was sweet, though, and the audience gives an approving awe. Uh-huh. In walks Eric, and he is accused of covering for Corey, to which he scoffs that they have no evidence to prove otherwise. Feeney walks in carrying the dummy he dug up in his garden. Eric delivers another ga- running gag of the show where they laugh at the absurdity of the writing and dismisses the dummy, saying, is that the best you could do? And we get a final Jacobs <laughs> Productions tag. That Jeff pointed out at the beginning was so good. What a journey. I feel like Andy really liked that. What's that? I feel like Andy really liked it. Yeah, Andy, how'd you what'd you think? I thought it was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. I was like, this is dumb. Why are we watching this? (laughs) i didn't care for it uh yeah i mean there are moments where i was like okay that's that's humorous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah i was i just wanted it to be done what a humorous comment i was i was quite pleased at the fact that it was a sitcom episode meaning it's only like 22 minutes long so yes okay well that's doable um so weird and so like you guys were saying about like the fact that they would just shrug their shoulders and like give into the weirdness of it of like we want them to go to disney world so let they'll just go to disney world 
and his like shady uncle, like the gambler, like mobster will give them tickets and then they won't tell the parents they'll just go and it'll be <laughs> fine. And then we'll wrap it up with a little stinger at the end. That's yep. them like, you can't just go to Orlando for two days. That's oh, weird, man. I did just like, so, I had just watched the right stuff. The movie, the right name, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, the dad piece. is in that movie. He yeah, played that's Slick right. uh, Goodlin. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. He pops up in a lot of stuff. I feel like random, real random. Yeah, definitely. So, our cast members, our former cast members on the society. Um, I know we've kind of talked about this before, but th- did you ever bump into them trying to shoot a sitcom on? on the, in the parks, on the property. Uh, did you ever see that taking place while you were there? We saw a parade being filmed, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's, it. that's all I can remember. I feel like I saw, it was just like standups being done for a parade with like, you know, whoever was like the host or whatever, like just standing in front of the castle or whatever. And uh, so think, stuff like that. When I was there for the millennium again, we were over at Italy and, and they have that sort of like that, that bridge there near the, uh, the lagoon mm-hmm. and they had set up, it, I thought it was the Muppets at first, but they were shooting this, this like puppet sitting at a, like a, at a, at a desk, almost kind of like, um, uh, who was the, the newscaster Muppet newscaster? Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah. Guy smiley or, uh, anyway, um, but it wasn't him, and he was. We could faintly hear what he was saying, and it was in Spanish. <laughs> and, uh, and and that's the only. Th- and and but all over the place, they had like media there doing coverage, and but that was the most bizarre one. Was they had a puppet giving a report? And here from Telemundo, we have seen <laughs> your exactly. puppet man. <laughs> I remember that puppet. Yeah. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed our first episode of the summer. I know Andy did, and we're going to be. Taking our summer hiatus in July, that seems to be when strange things happen around here and we bump into bizarre worlds and alternate universes. Hopefully that won't happen again. But at the end of July, our very own Jeff Crawford will take this con and present his summer episode. I know he's been toiling away, sifting through the Medfield College archives, looking for the perfect gym. Oh man, I got something good. I got something good coming. Yeah. Someone has to dethrone Andy from atop the summer mountain as his episodes continue to be the most popular. Uh, (laughs) Following Jeff will be Michael, and as always, Andy will hit it out of the park at the end of the summer. (laughs) Keep sending those emails in to info at midfieldfilm.com. After a long, long time of issues with our email server, we're happy to report that a short phone call to tech support by our founder has ironed them out and we're fully online again. So if we missed any emails this winter, we apologize. We did see them, and please keep them coming. We love hearing from you, and uh, I'm talking especially to Phil, who loves doing amazing deep dives on every episode where a Herbie may pop up in the background. We have more surprises coming, which you may have noticed being teased on our social media accounts, so don't forget to follow us. So you'll get all the exciting info at Medfield Film. Season four, locked in. Do you have any teasers for us, Robert? This teaser is that we will we see Dean Jones and Suzanne Plachette again teaming up on screen in a highly anticipated movie. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm anticipating that as well already. Me too. Me too.
Oh boy. I have no yeah. idea what that is. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You really wouldn't. <laughs> you just just wait, my friend. You just wait, Andy. You just that's, yeah, what, it's, that's what it's I gonna do. Be something. I just wait. Guys, I just got back from my big family beach weekend. Remember a weekend, I guess a whole week at Polly's Island, South Carolina. How was it? Mm-hmm. Not too good. You see, we like to take a big family picture every year and this year, we had family T-shirts made, commemorating the occasion. Let me guess. They didn't use Todd. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. We could have looked good. Well, better, I mean. I guess we looked all right. But I'm sure if we had had Todd, he would have made us look really good. I just, I just don't know. I've been... Pretty despondent since we got back. We just could have looked better. Are you suffering from post-family beach picture blues like Robert? It doesn't have to be like that. With a little help from Todd Naprick at Bind and Graphics, that's B-Y-D-A-N-D graphics.com and on Upworks. Upworks! You don't have to come home feeling like you didn't look your best in your beach family picture with custom t-shirts. Because Todd is not going to let that happen to you. Because Todd, Todd is going to make you look good. So from all of us here at the Medfield College Film Society, we'll see you at the end of July for an exciting new episode, unless something weird happens in the meantime. Good night, and thanks for listening. When the spawn meets world, spawn meets world, For starters, this house and school are the only two places you're going to see for the next month. A month? I got more the time I said Morgan? Get up to your room there. You're grounded for two months. I gotta learn self-control.